The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. And my first guest this morning is one of the organisers of a walk and run with a difference happening next weekend to raise money for a cause that's close to their heart. Sean Kelly joins me to tell us more about the Mental Potential Charity Walk and Run and why they want to create mental health workshops in their local schools around Dungarvan. You're very welcome, Sean. Hi, thanks for having me. No bother. This is quite the walk or run with a difference. Tell people what you're doing. At first I thought, five kilometres, she'll be grand. And then I kept reading. So tell us what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So um, myself and my friends have set up this local charity in Dungarvan. Um, our goal is to spread mental health awareness, um, positive mental health awareness, and um, to raise money for mental health workshops in local schools. Um, the main fundraiser for that is to um our myself and michael troy are going to run five kilometers every two hours for 24 hours um starting the two o'clock the saturday and finishing 12 o'clock the sunday the 23rd so even if it's half four in the morning you're going to do this yeah unfortunately yeah (laughs) every two hours on the hour we're running five kilometers are you going somewhere in particular or are you doing a route that you'll just just repeat every time no, we'll we'll change up the routes just to just to keep ourselves going. I think I think we've enough uh, to be worrying about the the route. The route will change. Yeah. Keep it fresh. Okay. So, but you'll stay in Dungarvan, will you? Yeah, we will. So we we've a, we've a bunch of groups like local clubs and businesses join us throughout the the ten runs in between, and then the first and our last run will be uh, open to the public uh, in the Friary. Okay, so that is next week. That's Saturday the 22nd of July and Sunday the 23rd. And the first 5K, as you said, will be 2pm and then the last one will be at 12pm. You'll be fairly sore by then, I'd say. Yeah, probably. Um, Yeah, yeah. the legs won't be fantastic after. Yeah, I would say so. Vaseline on the feet, I hear, is the way to to go. (laughs) Tell us why you're doing this. Um, you, You talked about these mental health workshops. Why is this important to you? So I, I I had my own kind of uh, mental health experience and ironically it was extremely positive, like the outcome from it, like had you told me at the start it would be as positive as it was, I, I, like I, I couldn't have seen it be possible. Um, but it was, you know, like I learned a lot from it and I, I, I honestly couldn't believe like the the journey I went on and how positive it was after and the outcome and how I felt after it. And what do you mean and by positive in the sort of resources that you got to use or how was it a positive experience? Like just how I felt after it. Like there was resources that I had, you know, um, Ursula Hayes was is a local CBT therapist and like she was fantastic. Um, and CBT is part of the course that's going into the schools but um I suppose like just how I felt day to day I like I felt amazing you know like three months like a month and a half three months after um I originally like accepted that I was struggling um and just my overall form was amazing and like still is so I I just wanted to kind of spread that to to people that you know there, there definitely is a stigma there that's around around the space and I, I definitely was a victim of that stigma but having went through it you know I, I just wanted to kind of spread the message that you know 
it's not it's not permanent you know you can actually be proactive in in bettering uh, your, your own mental health yeah and that's said a lot when we come to talking about mental health especially in men and you're an example of it does get better yeah definitely you know and mm. i thought um like with the help of my friends you know we're, we're all young um you know, but like the average age of 21 in the group of nine um and I think that sends a message itself, you know, like both both lads and girls alike, you know, twenty one years of age trying to promote this um this message. I think I think it sends a good message. And when you say mental health workshops in schools, are you thinking secondary schools? That kind of age, that teenage age? Yeah, so uh there's a crowd called Motus Learning that we're using. They develop their curriculum in um UL and UCC. And they go into schools and it's six class first years and fourth years that their um, curriculum kind of targets and is specified to. So depending on the age, the curriculum will, will change ever so slightly. OK, and it's uh, young men and women, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we we kind of um, signed up the schools. So the, the schools signed up the students um, and are bringing in the workshops and the class then will go through it. Okay, and you need to raise funds for that. We do, yeah. So, our original target is about six thousand euro for the schools we have signed up already. There's about five hundred and sixty students signed up already. Okay. Um, and that that target is actually almost reached. Um, but, you know, we we'd love to keep pushing, and you know, the more money we we raise, the more the more local students could go through these workshops. Then. And it's a great initiative and great to hear that it starts at sixth class and then into secondary school as well. Is it a workshop that you've, have you taken part in it at all or experienced it? I haven't, no. Um, but we have run through it with, as a group um, with Motus Learning and like we, they're very passionate about what they do. And, and they're, they're all trained psychologists as well. And what's good about it? Why do you think it works so well? Um, well, they're very, very passionate about it and you know, the evidence is there. You know, the, 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 they have studies that have proven its success. They've been to nearly 200 schools in Ireland um, with it and I think they had, have something like a 60% um, recall rate at that. So, And just, just how passionate they are and the range of the curriculum that they have is, is fantastic. And what sort of stuff on the curriculum that they're doing? So they have mindfulness, mm. they have neuroscience, they have emotional regulation, sleep and food education, CBT, which is cognitive behavioural therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all kind of developed in UCC and UL. Now, that there's teachers are in the classroom as well. They have a parent webinar after they visit the schools with the parents. They also have a teacher, um, teacher resources. So the teachers can kind of uh, keep an eye out and keep um, keep updating the, the the teachings and they have um, a weekly weekly task app for the for the teachers as well okay. so once um once the psychologists go in and deliver the the curriculum the the teachers are very much prepped to to continue on okay good stuff um as you said you've raised a certain amount of money and you're hoping to raise a lot more over the next week and at the weekend itself of those how many hours are you going to be running in total so i think we'll be actually we, we aim to do around 30 minute 5ks just okay. just to make sure we, we get along and how many 5ks so, will that be 
that'd be 12 5k's okay so you're going to be running more than a marathon am i right in thinking that about 60k where i think we're yeah it's 60k and I, I am i right in saying where we're we're just a few kilometers short of a marathon and a okay. half i believe yeah good stuff fair play to you i hope you're a runner yourself are you we, we've definitely been training hard okay. yeah yeah definitely <laughs> good stuff yeah it would be yeah. a bit of a bad idea if you just started to jog next weekend if you're going to do five <laughs> kilometers every two hours best of i don't think <laughs> i don't think that works somehow yeah and it's yourself and your friend michael troy yeah so michael's part of the part of mental potential as well okay good stuff and um, that is the name of the charity it is mental potential charity walk and um, you can go on to eventbrite for more details have you any social media so people can have a look at you on the day if they want yeah uh, so our social media is facebook and instagram are mental underscore potential 23 okay um so the eventbrite and our gofundme are in our our bios there okay and then equally if you look up mental potential on eventbrite uh, the tickets are there so it's 15 euro for a ticket uh, with that, you can enter boat runs the the Saturday two and Sunday twelve, and um, you get a jersey, and you get a, a, little, a little goodie bag sponsored by Flavins Fulfill, and you get some water sponsored by Yorspar and a bit more, and that uh, will be handing out Red Bull as well. They're another sponsor for people eighteen and over on the day. Brilliant, good stuff. You've thought of it all. So that's how you're hoping to raise funds by people buying tickets for the first and the last of the runs. Yeah, like it, it, it is our main kind of fundraiser. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Eventbrite.ie. And if you search for Mental Potential Charity Walk, run in there for tickets. But also probably the best thing to do is to go onto the social media of Facebook and Instagram, as Sean said, and just um, search for Mental underscore Potential 23. Best of luck with it. I hope Thanks, you, Thanks you have a me. massage or something booked for this day week when it's all over for yourself or some form of an ice bath or something like that. Yeah, I'd say we won't be doing much on this on the I'd, Monday. I'd say not. Well, enjoy it and best of luck. A great idea to bring those workshops to your local area in Dungarvan and West Waterford. Sean, thanks a million for talking to me this morning. Cheers. Thank you. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It's a Sunday morning. I hope you're doing well. You're listening to the Sunday Grill here on Beat 102-103 in a brilliantly punned event in Waterford at the end of this month. Restival takes place on Saturday and Sunday, the 19th to 20th of August at Mount Congreve. If anything can put the rest in festival, then I need to hear about it. Sarah Dolan is the commercial director at Mount Congreve and she's putting this event together. She's going to tell us more. You're very welcome. Thank you very much, Orla. I'm sure you're not rested at the moment if you're organising a festival. <laughs> well, you know, you, you organise these things with the hope that you can actually yeah. do them. <laughs> now, you know, there's a good chance you won't be doing it, that you'll be doing all the other bits while this goes on. Absolutely. Well, look, I, I cannot take the credit on this. This is down to our hardworking team, uh, Emma O'Brien and Daniel Ked Curtis. They've been working tirelessly to to get this off the ground. So we're we're delighted to have Restful returning actually for the third time. Um, I suppose this year we're going a little bit bigger. Um, we have some, I suppose, very well-known household names uh, speaking on the Saturday, we have Carl Henry, you know, mm. Ireland's leading personal trainer. Um, and we then on the Sunday, we have Mary Kennedy of Nationwide fame, another RT uh, presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're, we're very excited about it. And it has been an exciting year as well for Mount Congreve, almost a, a, a new start, really. 
It is. Well, I suppose for, for me, very much so, given I, I call myself the new girl, even <laughs> though I'm here over a year now, I, I, I have to stop saying that. But, um, you know, it's it's a completely new departure for Mount Congreve Gardens, even though there's, you know, it, it dates back to 1730. Um, but for, for us, it's very much a new start with the seven million euro of investment. Um, a lot of that money went into the new visitor centre, which has the beautiful Secret Garden Shop and Stables Cafe. Um, then the rest went into improving the pathways and the gardens and interpretation and signage. Um, now we're very excited that we kept a kind of separate pot of money to restore our glass house in the walled gardens and that work is commencing next week. So we're really looking forward to that. Brilliant. So people who know Mancongrove will notice the difference in the house for in particular but for people who don't know it and don't know where Restival will like it's Mm. almost hard to describe what the gardens are like because there's so many different things going on well look I suppose it's it's a very unique property just on the edge of Waterford City you know just off the motorway so the access is great you know be it coming from Cork or Dublin or further afield um but you know once you go through those 18th century gates you're in another world like the air is different it just has amazing positivity um the building is very warm and welcoming and I suppose I attribute that to the fact that it was you know family home um, and the staff are, are are very, very warm as well. And we want people to enjoy themselves. Um, so I suppose for the very first time, you know, we did welcome garden visits over the years, but not, you know, to this scale. So for the very first time, people can experience the gardens as the Congre family did and walk through that front door, be greeted by a member of our team. Um, there's a five minute film on the life of Mr. Congreve, uh, very interesting character um, and the history of the gardens uh, then you go into the interpretation room um, and then out to the gardens and you can choose one of three designated trails one of which is accessible or you can just as we say get delightfully lost and take your own path Um, but most people actually end up staying about four hours that's kind of the average time by the time you've done the gardens yeah yeah it is 16 kilometers um I bring my phone with me when I go into the gardens because it it is it's huge and because of the seasons it changes Mm. you know daily so where you did once have a a magnolia you know in, in blossom you now have a camellia or rhododendron so you know, it's it's ever changing um, and it really is the most beautiful place. And I suppose for a festival, we have designated areas for your Pilates, for Ching Kong, uh, Pilates, uh, yoga. And then, of course, uh, Shinoroku, which is the Japanese practice of forest bathing. Yeah, I love the idea um, of forest bathing. It's very of the moment, isn't it? It is. And I suppose we're blessed to have Dr. Mark Rowe on our doorstep as well. And he's a, he's actually our neighbour mm-hmm. uh, in, in Mount Congreve. So he is a leading practitioner in um, forest bathing. So he will be he will be uh, with us for a restival as well. Lovely. What did you say the other one was? Ching Gong? What is that? Ching Kong. It's now I haven't done it myself, mm-hmm. but it's similar to Tai Chi in ways. Um, it's, it's, it is, I suppose, uh, categorized as a martial art. Um, it, it helps one focus, um, and there are deliberate movements. Um, so for anybody, I suppose, looking to try it, it would be a great opportunity. Lovely stuff. So they're all happening within the gardens or indoors or a little bit of mixture, depending on the weather. 
Well, we're hopeful for for good weather and, you know, for us, it's all about the garden. So we've we've picked, you know, unique locations within the garden. So people can choose to either come on the Saturday or Sunday or I'd highly recommend the weekend ticket. It's very good value. And then you get to see both Carl and Mary. Um, And, um, you know, I said our, 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 our hope is to do everything outdoors if for any reason the weather is not playing ball we will have alternate days um, for people to enjoy the festival. But we'll stay positive yeah, so. and, and hope for good weather. Good stuff. And then the events within the festival, once you have your ticket, you can go to them or do you need to book them as you go along? No. So it'll be the way we have it worked out, you know, just for ease is um, that you just show up. There'll be a programme and um, your ticket allows you, you know, access to anything that's happening on the day. Um, but it would just be making sure that you're at the allocated talk, you know, well in advance. Um, and um, the ticket also includes access to the to the full garden. So, you know, you can enjoy that at your leisure as well. Lovely stuff. Uh, anything people need to bring with them if they're heading to Restival in August? Yes. Yes, please do. I suppose dress appropriately um, in, you know, athleisure wear or whatever you're, you're comfortable in um bring your yoga mat um anything that you you know with your daily practice that you would normally bring if you'd bring blocks or cushions or feel free to bring a blanket um and obviously you know your water bottle um we will have food and beverage stations throughout the uh, the gardens and of course the stables cafe is also there um so just yes just dress appropriately lovely lots of stuff going on for the rest of the festival is this your first big event since the gardens and the house reopened well, I suppose, you know, we we love events at, at Mount Congress. We have a designated event and hospitality executive and, you know, hope to continue to grow that and events are very much integral to the to the business. I suppose the biggest one to date is, you know, was our official launch on the on the first of March. Um so there was an awful lot of planning involved in that. Um and we were we were delighted with the reception we received. Um, prior to that, we've had Christmas and we're actually planning for Christmas. We had a meeting about it yesterday. You're the second person who um, said Christmas to me this week. Really? <laughs> Some people smile, other people smile. Oh, somewhere in the middle, I think. That's it. So, but look, you have to, you have to plan in advance because that's just the way things are. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, in the meantime, let's still think autumn and that is August for yes. recharging at Restival. If that's what you feel you need, Mount Congreve is the place to be. The third Restival event at Mount Congreve outside Waterford City. Those dates again are the 19th and 20th of August. And the best place to go for more details is the Mount Congreve website. And that is mountcongreve.com. And you still have your entrance at the Greenway, do you, Sarah, for Mount Congreve? Ooh. Yes, we do indeed. And we're actually giving an incentive. So to people who, you know, would, I suppose, you know, want to travel sustainably, if you'd like to arrive by bike, uh, we want to incentivize that and give you a complimentary juice um, on the house when you arrive. Gorgeous. So it's that main entrance. And then when you're on the Greenway and cycling along the river, you'll see the entrance for Mount Congreve there as well. Correct. Gorgeous stuff. What a nice job you have, Sarah, in amazing surroundings. Thanks a million for talking to me this morning. Thank you very much, Orla. 
The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Five counties, one station. It is Beat 102-103 and one of those counties is County Kilkenny and that's where the Keeper Lit, the festival, returns to this year with an extended programme of events. It's a three-day event now dedicated to the memory of local heroes of Irish music and to culture. Musician Dave Donoghue and publican Johnny O'Donnell. Leodin Kaminska is one of the organisers and she joins me on the grill this morning with more details. You're very welcome. Thanks very much, Sharda. Thanks for having me. And I said County Kilkenny, but I, I failed to mention the kind of astoundingly beautiful part of County Kilkenny. In the picture Inishtig. postcard. Picture exactly. postcard. Is that how people describe Inishtig? Um, yeah, picture postcard, beautiful. It's it's quite a special place, um, not only in the landscape. You know, you have the beautiful Nora River and the bridge and lots of, you know, you've got the Woodstock Gardens, but also the people. There's a gorgeous community there. So we're very lucky to, to have the festival there. So it's something special. Exactly. <laughs> and you, obviously being from the area, people would have known um, Dave and Johnny very well, but you have your own very close connections, don't you? Yeah, Dave, well, Dave was my stepdad um, and Johnny would have been a neighbour, a very close friend. I think during my mum and Dave, Yaja, um, who were organising the festival together and Dave moved in a chic just before COVID. Um, so they got to know everyone really well during those years where we were all kind of locked down to our locality and, um, you know, everyone really banded together. So it was we had to do something very big and very special um, in their in their memory when we lost both Dave and, Dave and Johnny only within six months of each other to um to a very sudden heart attack. So and not only just six in six months within each other to say you moved just before the pandemic. It's not very yeah. long ago that you lost both those men. No, no, we just had Dave's two year anniversary. That was 2021 in June. And then Johnny was December of the same year. So um, we basically set up the festival not too long after that. It was kind of, I think, something that helped us as well. Mm. You know, we we um, music is very healing um, and having, you know, lots of Dave's friends in traditional music and in folk music would have come down and played. And, you know, we kind of sang for them and played for them. OK, and I'm sure they'd be thinking this is a great way to keep their memory alive as well. Absolutely. I think they're dancing away together up there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the festival. It has extended to three days. How would you describe what the festival is? Well, I think it's all in the name, really. Keep her lit. It's, you know, as I said, it's kind of founded with an ethos of commemoration and memory, um, but also celebration. So it's very vibrant and positive and you know the atmosphere in the village it was kind of electric like I don't think there had been something like it for many years there used to be kind of summer festivals and I know there's the horse show and things down by the river still but actually having uh, the festival in the village and taking over the village and in all the pubs and on the green and on the square and even we'd have a few walks going down by the river it's um yeah, it's just very celebratory and a happy weekend. <laughs> this year is from the 18th to the 20th of August, so a good month away still. But I, I suppose exactly. the reason that we're talking about today is that you've already have some sellouts. You've Lisa Hannigan at St. Mary's Church. That's a sellout. 
Yes, we have. We were very surprised to find within a day that the tickets are sold out. Now we're going to go. The, the, the concerts are happening in beautiful St. Mary's Church. They're very intimate, so it's kind of low capacity. But we are going to go back in and count, recount the seats and see okay. if we can release some more tickets mm. for that. Um, so we still have tickets left for um, The Breath, who are an alt folk duo from County Armagh and Manchester. And they're being supported by Sola, who are a beautiful trio from Kilkenny. Um, so you can still squeeze into that concert. OK, good stuff. So you can check out yeah. all the details at keeperlitfestival.ie or on Facebook if you search for Keeper Lit Festival. Um, not just music, lots of different side events happening as well. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I shouldn't forget to mention the traditional music sessions mm. that are happening um, in all the pubs. We're really, really delighted to have Johnny's O'Donnell's open again this year. Um, wonderful Edie and the whole family have been uh, running the ship for the last uh, good few months. And so we have con- we have free sessions in O'Donnell's, in the Otter Bar and in the Woodstock. Um, and they'll be running Friday, Saturday and Sunday, both during the day and in the evening. Okay, and can you just um, wander into be- them? Exactly. They're just open sessions like you'd find in, in any, you know, in any pub in the country. And there'll be times and everything up online, but I don't know that they will really stop. Mm. <laughs> I think the music will just be flowing throughout the whole weekend. Um, and then as well as the trad sessions, some of those musicians, we have three musicians who are going to be teaching workshops um, on the Sunday. So we have the wonderful Tommy Lanigan teaching Byron for beginners. We have Stephen Lochran from Belfast doing Tin Whistle. And then we'll have Dave Sheridan teaching the fiddle. Um, So we'll have some music workshops as well as lots of other workshops throughout the weekend. Lovely stuff. You've got nature walks as well, as you would expect in Inishtig. Absolutely. So the Gomorrah Walk, um, and it sounds like a very unusual name, but that basically Mm -hmm. comes from a memory of Dave shouting across the road to somebody in Inishtig instead of saying good morning um, or Diarwich, he kind of jumbled it up and said Gomorrah. He didn't really know where the word came from. So we decided that would be a very apt word to uh, to use for this walk, which is basically um, a healing plant walk with Maura Brennan, who uh, runs Fire School here in Kilkenny. And the theme of that is basically just, again, healing, natural remedies, looking at all the wild plants and the weeds. And it's especially for anyone who has lost a loved one over the last three years. Um, and the whole walk will culminate in making a mandala in memory of those loved ones. So it was really, really special and kind of touching experience last year. And I did just check the tickets this morning and they, they're they about three quarters of the way gone. So yeah. I definitely recommend booking that one sooner rather than later. Okay, good stuff. <laughs> um, and are there new things that you're doing this year or is it a, a more an extension of the same? over an extra day or so? Well, we have a few very exciting new events happening and one of them is the first ever Keeper Lit Kaylee. So we were determined to get a bit of dancing in this this year and we have the wonderful Louise O'Connor who is from West Clare. She's a fiddle player and a set dancer and she's going to be leading um, the Erwalat Dausa Keeper Lit Kaylee, which means, do you like dancing? <laughs> um, and that will be on the square in the village on the Saturday. Um, and she's also running set dancing workshops earlier in the day so they'll be kind of aimed at beginners or you know if you did Irish dancing or set dancing in school and you need a bit of a refresher um, and then you can join the Kaylee later on in the day so that that would be really really fantastic I, I went to my first Kaylee in years last summer um, in the Willie Clancy week and I swear I had a smile on my face the whole time they're just such joyous and uh, they're great crack so yeah, something different. Um, and I'm sure your step count was huge that weekend 
blisters on the feet yeah so we have the Kaylee and then we also have um, a storytelling session with the local Shanahi called Jim Murta and that will take place on Sunday the 20th that's kind of the last I suppose um, ticketed event of the whole festival will kind of finish off with that and he's the real deal it's a real chance to step back in time and remember what it was like to you know be in the company of someone who's a true gift of the gab and that will actually be in the back of Johnny's in a really beautiful intimate kind of shabine um and he'll be accompanied by a few musicians so that's up on um, the website as well you can book tickets for that and it's Gorgeous. again intimate capacity very so we kind of encourage people to book in in advance as Lovely. well for that. The, the whole thing just sounds like a step back in time almost yeah, yeah, no, it really is. Um, I think this year, especially with, we ha- we also have um, John Kerwin, speaking of stepping back in time, doing a heritage walk. And he is going to be walking around the whole village with Ben Murta, who's an archaeologist from Kilkenny, um, and uh, literally bringing people back in time to look at where the old village walls would have been, where the village gate, which I didn't even know we had, would have been. Apparently there's little hinges still in a wall. Um, so they're hugely knowledgeable and engaging and also great storytellers. So anyone with a, a kind of interest in heritage and history will love that walk as well. Lovely stuff. Loads going on for Keeper Lit, the Folk and Trad Festival in Innishtig in Kent, Kilkenny. Those dates are the 18th to the 20th of August 2023. Have a look at the website, keeperlitfestival.ie. That's where you can book anything you're interested in. And as Leodin said, a lot of things booked or three quarters booked. So if you get a chance and fancy that, um, have a look at the website. And um, thanks a million for talking to us. It is, of course, part of the counterattack campaign set to raise awareness of heart disease through music and song. And h- how do you intend to do that over the weekend? Absolutely. So on the Sunday, we will have a really special concert. It's free outdoor concert in association with Counterattack, which is a an online campaign we set up after we lost Dave with um, Frankie Lane, who's a wonderful musician who himself had a heart attack and amazingly has come through it and is playing and teaching and has more energy than ever. Um, and so that concert will have some special guests that we'll be announcing over the next few weeks. Um, and it's all about just raising awareness about just early signs of, say, c- cardiac disease or um, indeed heart attack um, as well. Um, so that that will be on Sunday from four to six. Okay, good stuff. Thanks, William, for talking to me this morning. Leodin, that's Leodin Kaminska from the Keeper Lit Festival, which is taking place in Innishtig in County Kilkenny from the 18th to the 20th of August. Best of luck with everything. Thanks so much, Orla. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. There you go. That's what we're called. We are Beat 102, 103. And that over there is Brian Griffin. That over there. I'll take that. Do you want Bonsoir. How are you doing? I'm good. Good, I'm, good, good. I, I just started having a conversation with myself there. You I got did, caught actually. up in it. Sunday mornings. It'll do it to you, Orla. Very middle-aged. Ah. Oh. Now, I feel sorry for any movie that isn't Barbie this month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's well, it's, it's one of those months that's insane. Like, we've Mission Impossible out this week. Rabbi and Oppenheimer out next week. It's like, God help any other movie coming out this month. Yeah. Like. And, and like July is the month to release the movies, but... I know. Uh, and I don't know, and at the same time, I don't know why that is, because cinema to me is wintertime. I think it's just everyone's free from school. And yeah, true. Everyone's kind of more yes. happier and more up for doing stuff, really, true. I think. Uh, that is where Joyride is, though. They are the little movie that could among Marvel, Juggernauts, Barbie... 
and a little bit of Oppenheimer, which we I, I keep thinking I'm going to adore. And then I think Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Do you want to go to a Christmas three hours. movie? Three hours. Three hours. 180 minutes. Yeah. <gasps> anyway, you'll know Ashley Park from Emily in Paris. Here she stars as Audrey, the Chinese girl of adoptive white parents who goes on a journey to find her birth mother. It is explicit, especially if the trailer is anything to go by. It yeah. took me a long time to find something I could play on the radio. I've heard it is hilarious, but will Brian think the same? Let's have a listen to a clip from Joyride. And then he'll tell us what he thought. He has that that voice and that face that makes me think he did not think hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> to our daughter. It's a big deal going back to your birth country. We used to talk about it all the time. A grand adventure to find your birth mother. Who needs more parents when I have the two best parents in the world? Uh, White people. I should never come to China. People are always thinking I have this perfect life, but I don't belong anywhere. If you do not know where you come from, how do you know who you are? Let's find your birth mother. Will you guys come with me? Yes, bitch! Ni hao, Lolo. Look at me! Look at me! Our passports are in my suitcase that got stolen. You know who can bypass airport security? K-pop stars. Everyone remember their names? Sassy. Cutie. Lisa. Lisa, too. I don't believe these girls are singers. Girls, show them. There you go. And uh, I had to clip that bit out because they do a little bit of Cardi B that we can't really play on the radio. Which song, which song do they do? I can't say the words. Something, <laughs> something's wet. That's what's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, that's what you need And of course, to know. we know Ashley Park from Emily in Paris that is always breaking out into songs. So you know you're going to get a bit of this in Joyride as well. Um, I really like her, by the way, in Emily in Paris. She's kind of the reason that I watch it. Um, in Joyride as well, Sherry Cola is Lolo Chen, an aspiring artist who's Audrey's best friend and then lots of other actors and actresses that I've never heard of. Well, Stephanie Zhu Stephanie Zhu Stephanie was in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, okay. And she, I do believe she was nominated for the Oscar. Or she, okay. Was she the one that wasn't, wasn't nominated? But she was fantastic in that. So that's honestly, I didn't, I haven't seen Emily in Paris. So Love I came in and that was the one that I knew going into it. Like, so it's, and also uh, David, David Denman, who plays Roy in The Office is just randomly the father. Oh. And I was like, What's ah. Roy doing in this movie? Like, okay, you know, so, the American office, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like he's it's just such a random. He's not in it much, but it's just like such a random little detail at the start. Like, I did laugh out loud a lot of these clips. There's at one stage, I think it's a cousin or a friend that they call Dead Eyes. Yeah. I'm a terror for giving people random nicknames like that. And when it happened, and then it clipped to the friend, I just roared laughing. Things like that. Okay. Uh, no, you don't. So is it a little anchormanish or step? Brothers, kind of. That's what the vibe that I got when I was watching it, or trying to be. So this, this is a hundred percent a stupid <laughs> comedy, and you know me, I am big thumbs up to any stupid comedy. Yes, just like whether it's great or not, you know. Okay. And I feel like the biggest thing overall, this biggest, my biggest thing of this movie is it's not made for me. Okay. It's not made for me. Who's it made for then? I feel like it's way more like female oriented. Okay. Yeah. And that's I get completely that. fine. And like I see things, I'm like. I don't find it as funny as somebody else would. Mm. But at the same time, when I saw it, I feel like I was laughing the most of the people in the cinema. So I still did find it funny. Like, you know, there's parts where I genuinely was laughing out loud. And you're like, okay, that okay. is that is genuinely quite funny. There's a lot of times where it does do things where I'm like, okay, nah, not really. Do you know, it's like, it's, it's okay. I get what they're trying to do. Mm. Not fantastic. But it is just one of those kind of classic silly comedies. And I genuinely think it's one of those things that 
it's going to go under the radar in the cinema because like we're saying with the releases but yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that it could go to Netflix or go to Amazon Prime or something and just be like how did none of us watch this it was actually quite fun like mm. you know so it's one of those could be kind of a sleeper hit type things and kind of gradually growing it it's definitely completely like it's bridesmaids level just craziness you know okay that's a, a compliment yeah 100% that. like yeah. it definitely doesn't hold back it it doesn't it doesn't have to prove like it doesn't have to prove like that like women have to fight for a place in comedy which is happens in a lot of comedies uh-huh. but it's just like they're there and they're doing it and there's some stuff and it's so stupid and it's so over the top uh-huh. and it is it's quite it's quite explicit to be fair there's, okay. and there's some shots I've literally never seen a shot of before wow. I can't even describe the name of the shot to you no because it's 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 that it's that bad, but it's also very, very funny. Okay, and I don't mind that sort of explicit do- stuff if it's really funnily done. You know, yeah. it's sometimes filthy for the just the sake of being filthy. Why? You like know? it's 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 definitely done in a lighthearted way. It's definitely done like it's not to be like to gross people out. Mm-hmm. It's more so done to like kind of a shock humor kind of uh-huh. in a way. And I I do like there's moments where it completely catches catches you off guard, and there's. Just random characters in it are from like random shows. Like there's one Lolo's grandmother is is the characters in Orange Is the New Black. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Whenever I see a character from Orange Is the New Black, I always yeah. get really happy because it was like Netflix's first big show, and they're always kind of everywhere. But it like they're just they'll say the things that you're like, oh my god, they probably shouldn't say that line. And you know, it, it's a huge time for Asian American actors. Yeah. Is this you know going to sell it a little bit more because there is a, a glut of Asian American movies that are just doing brilliantly. Like, I loved Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. I love that sort of madcap kind of storyline. So I would say, I remember when I saw Crazy Rich Asians, I said the exact same thing to you of, mm. it's just a, 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 a great movie, a great rom-com where everyone happens to be Asian, you know? And I think that's the best type of way. Yes. And this is a comedy this where they just that. happen to be Asian. It's just like, if you had, like, you could change the situation slightly and like the background's a small bit and it could be like the hangover. I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of maybe hangover part two vibes from it, like, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like it's just they happen to be women, they happen to be Asian. It's not a thing that they're fighting for, like, because we're women like because they're women they can make certain jokes yeah. in the same way if they were men they could make certain jokes. It's hundred percent open across the board. Uh-huh. Nothing's like it's it's just you sit down, you, you shut off your mind and you just laugh at these but I suppose quite similarly to Crazy Rich, Rich Asians, the storyline is created because of the culture. Yeah. Like in, in this sense, they're going to find her birth mother in China. So yeah. without that storyline. Yeah, well, at the same, like, all, like, you could say any, you could oh, say yeah, the same thing about any movie. Oh, yeah, to to find Yeah, like, mean, yeah, 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 no, you I could say that, the same thing. That. Like, even there was a movie that came out in Ireland last year called Joyride, but yeah. there was no yes, space between I, yeah. Joy. So if you're looking up Joyride, this is Joy space right. ride and uh, then the ride afterwards yeah um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> why is like, that funny I don't know but last year like last year literally the movie other joyride was literally about a woman and her child and a child I think she kidnaps a child actually but oh, it yes. is also a mother a child with movie. Oscar winning Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Yes. so like it is like I think it's just it's one of those things that people are like oh because it's Asian it does fit into this category no, they just like, be, they happen to be Asian and this happens to be something that yeah. they relate to or yeah. this is might be something that their story is. Like, I do have to say though, I do love the references to K-pop because... Oh, but like yeah. they go crazy on it. And, yeah. But like, but it's just, I don't know, it, it's just a completely fun, 
light movie. I need this in my life. It's, I just would feel like it's just not made for me. Okay. I would say if you're the prime audience for this would be get yourself and a couple of your friends maybe have a drink before you go in and then just chill out and have a great time with it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It's like completely go with the girls type movie. Okay, hold that thought. Give me some black puddings there for Joy I'll Ride. St- I'll, st- <laughs> <laughs> I'll still give it like a, a seven and a half. Like it's it's still a fun movie. Okay. I still enjoy myself and I had a great time but I just feel like there's moments that aren't for me and that's completely fine All as right. well. Like. I'm writing the seven on my hand as we speak so I don't forget that because I want to ask you if you don't think this is made for you how why do you think Barbie is made for you? Like you're dying for it. I don't think that is either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I just I just think that Barbie is well like I feel like Ken, Mark Ken, Robbie is so brilliant. Ryan Gosling I what think, can you say? I think because Ryan Gosling is such a big character mm. I think like it's Barbie and Ken I think they're I think he'll be the character that I'll be like well, the whole thing on the internet is Ryan Gosling is literally me. I feel like Ryan Gosling is going to be the character that I'll be like, he's literally me in this scenario. Gosh, and so, like, because even yourself up there, even, even well, we're the, we look the exact same, Orla. Um, don't Google it. But uh, like, the, even in the trailer, like his moments are the ones that I found the funniest. But it's like. I don't know. I just like the whole thing with the roller skates and the car. I just can't wait for it. Okay. So, well, next week when you come in, I want to see you in a denim waistcoat with nothing underneath. Okay. And, you know, the whole Ken underpants with, with Brian written on it. Is this a HR issue? It could be a HR <laughs> issue. <laughs> it's fine, though. It's costume. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> let's just leave it I have pink that. sliders as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I expect to see you. In the meantime, seven black puddings. Out of 10, and you know what next week is. It is Barbie time. But Barbenheimer. If you fancy, and Oppenheimer. And, yeah. All at the same time. Next week. Well, that was kind of Aegis-y of them. Um, 7 out of 10 for Joyride. 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 <laughs> very Irish of me. 7 out of 10 for Joy. Ride. It's in cinemas now. Check it out if you're on the long wait for Barbie. Enjoy. Thanks a million. No bother. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103.